Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Alrighty, Izzy and Kimpy for breakfast after hours, studio sessions. Mic check. Yeah, we're good. Got you there, Kimby? Got me. Okay, bang. Hey, um, look, we've just had so much feedback over the last couple of days. Unprecedented times, really, for New Zealand rugby. The last time we had this amount of angst, Kimpy, um, John Hart, way back. John Mitchell. There was a, yeah, the John Mitchell, the journey. There was yep. a bit of angst, but in a couple of decades... Really, uh, the, the All Blacks win record isn't acceptable. Unprecedented move of a CEO making a statement saying they were going to review everything. But we need to pick a team to go to South Africa. Uh, look, because of this, our text traffic has just been off the hook, hasn't it? Unbelievable. That many people with opinions out there at the moment. This goes to show you how much passion and how deep that passion uh, runs when it comes to the All Blacks, everything All Blacks in New Zealand. Yeah, there you go. So, look, Louis here and with Kempe, we're going to bounce through all the texts that we couldn't get to on air. And, and this is just a matter of the sheer volume we've had. Uh, added in here is it's actually our first birthday. We've been doing these podcasts. You've been listening to Izzy and Kempe or Baz and uh, Izzy for Breakfast podcasts for a year now. Uh, SCNZ. We're so proud to have made it to this milestone. So you're going to get some here some uh, messages of support that we've had from our, all, all our wonderful listeners, including you listening here uh, today on our podcast channel. So this is just for you on the podcast. So if you're a digital subscriber, you're a digital listener, shout out. Shout out. All right, Kim, please get ripped in. Uh, hey, boys. All right, here we go. Also a big problem of what Frank Bunce is alluding to is at school level, a lot of kids choose basketball when it's time to choose one of one or the other. It's a big worry. Happy birthday, lads. Great show from Duncan. Yeah, look, Duncan is really talking about that uh, that parent that doesn't want their kid to play a collision sport. There's look, lots of stuff in the media around concussion and bits and pieces like that. It's probably one of the safest sports um, when you're a kid to play rugby, rugby or rugby league for that instance. But what happens with basketball as the kids get older and the collision gets harder, a lot of the mums don't want their kids to play. This is why where Frank Bunce was talking about, we need to do more work in schools. We need to do more work in the grassroots. And if you missed Bunce, he just clicked down literally a couple of podcasts from this one. He was unbelievable today on the community game. Good morning, Morena team. Uh, question, do you think having Kiwi coaches coaching in Europe has helped them catch up in the rugby stakes, teaching them the New Zealand ways and doing it better than, than us now because they are more professional with more money? That's from Mark. 100%, mate. 
mark. We, we spoke about that on this morning's show where we've got that many good coaches that they have no other option but to travel up into the Northern Hemisphere. You look at Joe Smith, you look at uh, Warren Gatlin, even Ted when he was coaching up there, when he coached Wales before he came back to the All Blacks. Yes, they've got a Kiwi way up there, 100% it's embedded. But what they've done now is they've taken it one step further. They've added the likes of Andy Farrell, Sean Edwards, the Les Kisses for South Africa, the league con- um, content into that rugby um, capital, capital, and they've just gone to another level. We're not, we need to catch up. Lad's been listening since the start. You've all grown as radio, great radio hosts. New Zealand was missing decent sports shows, and the whole SENZ has brought New Zealand to that. Happy birthday, SENZ. That's from Reed. Reed, shout out to you. Um, Morena Gents, just want to say happy, huge happy birthday to the whole team in the kitchen, the news teams, and all of the hosts. You have been resurrected sports radio in a country that was struggling for a sports purpose. It gives us a platform to vent, support, and love our teams, whoever they are. I'm having a birthday power pie in celebration, thinking Yum. of you boys with your Mick Cafes. Send keep. one up. <laughs> they keep for a few days. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> power pie, send two. <laughs> keep up the amazing Mahi gentlemen. Guess who that's from? Namahi Joe. Oh, of course. Namahi Joe for your for your court at all. Um, the, the thing I like about this radio station, Louis, is that it's, it is giving you a platform to um, portray an opinion that is respected and, and, and in response respected the, the opinions that are coming back either from the phone callers or the texters. So I think it's really different to what it used to be like in the past and looking forward to growing. You know, we're one year in. I'm looking forward to growing with the station. Uh, Dave says the same thing there. He says, uh, good morning, everybody involved with SCNZ, best sports station forum in the world. Keep on trucking. Right. Back to the footy. We're in an interesting position, aren't we? It's it's three games into the start of an all-black season and the coach needs to go. Usually it's at the end of the year when this time and the next one to plan and prepare. Three weeks until Africa and the start of the new comp. I just don't think there's enough time to change coaches. It'll be set, it'll, it'll be setting him up to fail from the start. Uh, that's from Gig, and it's an interesting point, but I guess the the context is really important here, Kempe, that Foster has been under pressure for, well, since they lost to Argentina in 2020. Well, you're, you're rowing against the tide currently. You're not rowing with the tide of the Northern Hemisphere and the teams that are com- can completely outplaying us on the football field. We need to turn the boat around. You know, yeah, you're going to go through some pain, I guarantee you that, over the, the selection process and this review process. The problem with it is the review needs to, needs to be done. And if we look at what happened when Fozzie got appointed, they probably appointed the wrong staff at that stage. So... There's no way we get past this, Louis. We we don't get past the pain that easy. There's going to be more pain to come. But but for me, the question is, who do you replace that whole staff with? Oh, look, it's a such million a, dollar question. It's a million dollar question. Well, it's actually a, they reckon about a four, three to four million dollar question. And look, that can't just be Fozzie's contract. But you'd suspect that if he goes, then so will Brad Moore, John Plumtree, uh, maybe Greg Feeks, Scott McLeod. There's a big support staff here, right? Uh, hi lads, I cannot, I can't see the NZ uh, board being ballsy enough to make radical changes. It would be great to see them ruthless and show some true leadership, but doubt it. Richard, you're not the only one that thinks that. Here's an interesting point from Daniel in Auckland, Kempe. How many All Blacks contracts can they have? Surely they can't appoint, can't keep appointing new All Black players without sacking old All Blacks first. They seem to be stuck between a rock and a hard place being at the nation is employing all the All Blacks they have contracts to honour. Maybe this is why Razor can't sack players he doesn't, or Razor doesn't want the job because he couldn't sack the players he doesn't want. 
It's really interesting because what Daniel's suggesting here is we've got a, we've always got a new wave of all black talent coming through, but we're in a place now where we've got a lot of an older guard that are on contracts that still go through to the end of the next World Cup. How many contracts can there be, and how do you navigate that from a coaching perspective? I think look, Bunty touched on that um, that whole process this, mor- this morning when he talked about. Um, eroding the fabric, the game here in New Zealand, whether it be at club level, through to NPC Super Football, and, and into the All Black jersey. Yeah, I agree. I think you, I think you've got too many contracts at the moment. You've got a lack of football sitting down underneath it, and they're missing out that middle tier um, contracted football that needs to stay in those competitions. Unfortunately, we haven't got the competitions for them to stay in, so they have to promote them into the All Black jersey. And you're dead right. There's, you know, too many of them. It's um, I think it was Mar- uh, Marsh, Justin Marshall come out and said they'd probably pick some of the players that shouldn't be in the team at the moment. As the, the really interesting stuff about this is it coming from all, old All Blacks. Wow, that's a really good point because when Frank Bunt's name drops Walter Little and says that they've been chatting offline and that they think this is an All Black problem, it's a New Zealand rugby problem, well, I'd take a, such a hard look at myself. And I'd take that really personally if I was not just Mark Robinson and the current NZR board, but Steve Chu going back and... The, the most re- the, the recent, the predecessors, because this isn't a, a problem we woke up and had overnight about the community game. And Kempi, on that point, the hooker spot is such a good example. Samiyaso Takiaho, he, he was maybe the form player for the Chiefs in Super Rugby. Freakish talented hooker. But all of a sudden, you've got Dane Coles, Cody Taylor, and Takiaho's out of the 23. And I don't know whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing, but the point is he needs to be playing if he's going to get better and actually be the starting hooker one day. But we've got two guys at the end of their career commanding the spots in the most important playoff, uh, most important test match of the year. And and that's the problem that you've got, especially with um, Tokuiho. He, he needs to play football because he's such a big unit. He needs to carry that that around weekly, not not sit on the sidelines where he doesn't get a chance to play. So, mate, I, I think the answer here is to get down underneath that top level. The All Blacks, yes... That's the pinnacle. But we need to build sustainable competitions back here in New Zealand. Why don't we go back? Here's a question. Why don't we go back to a solid NPC competition? Yeah, well, we, we, we kicked the tyres in that when, uh, remember, Australia threatened that they were going <laughs> to bomb Super Rugby. I think that would be the only way, only place we could go. But I also think it would make us even more of a rugby echo chamber. But it's an interesting thought process um, or a thought concept there, Kimpy. G'day, fellas. It sums it up that now you consistently have All Blacks fans saying that hope the opposition wins and it's not rocket science to work out why. It's the coaching setup that are making AB's fans react this way. Let's hope the right decisions are made in the coming days so we can get back behind this team we love so much. That's John. And, And look, that's really hard to hear, to be honest. And you do get it. We had the text about the kids come through. The kids didn't want the All Blacks to win, Kempi. That's insane. And and here's the here's the difference between coaching and managing, is that you've got to manage the emotion and the ability to get that extra two to three percent out against the side that's got you're going to be able to play at that same level of football with you. Farrell got it out of his Irish team. You saw the passion. You saw them deliver at the top of their game. Even though they made mistakes in that first test, arguably you could have said they would have won it. They could have gone three zip, but they didn't. But they did for the next two. And here's the problem. We've got, I reckon we've got a good team, Louis. I just reckon they're not getting the best out of them. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, let's bounce through some more of these texts. Hey, boys, great rugby over the weekend, but what's the go with all the breaks between rugby games? A prop takes a knee, then the whole team has a water break and the, and the brainstorm the next play. Why is that always happening? Cheers, Tangi. Tangi, it's an absolute... Uh, it, it, world rugby has let this fester, this problem for years now, 
to the point where it is just disgusting. You don't watch an AFL game or an NRL game and this happens because they're so the, the umps are trying to get it going. They're trying to move it on. Rugby has got a chronic issue here. It's really well spotted for you. Atamari, uh, fellas, totally agree this morning in regards to the lack of passion effort. Management need to get Billy Slater or Billy Moore in the camp. <laughs> don't cut a cut a Kempe. If there's anyone that can still passion and effort, it's these two gents. That is from... Oh, God. Willie, I think from Willie, yeah, cut to cut to laughing. I'm not laughing at you, brother, but I think you. Look, I I agree with your point. I think one thing they can sort out is a defensive mastermind coming out of rugby league that can understand what's going on or get the coaches in, in New Zealand to understand this. This idea, you've got to have a look around the rest of the world. They've all employed rugby league people for their defence. Okay, get your head out of the sand, New Zealand rugby. And, and employ someone out of rugby league that is, I reckon, 20 years ahead of you as far as your uh, defensive understanding is in, in, in football. So, yeah, I agree 100%. Get, Billy would be great. Well, Steve, uh, and I don't even know how he's managed. Either Billy. Yeah, yeah, Billy Moore, Billy Slater, well, Billy Kemper. Jeez, some good swell around the world at the moment, Kemper. Um, <laughs> Kia ora, Kemper. League coaches have worked really well for the Warriors since 1995. Hashtag just saying. Steve. Well, you got two years. you got two years, so... Some of them go pretty well in those two years. The rest of us don't. That's uh, that's okay. But I'm just going to talk about that point because I saw that text message come in. You know, we've got to stop pitching against each other. Rugby league, rugby yeah. union. We've got to put our minds together to get the best out of our team. Here, here. Very well said. Uh, we need to hold the ball and not kick. Yeah, we've spoken about the aimless kicking. Izzy's been big on it. Defence is not working. Ireland have Farrell and France have Edwards. Two of, two top teams in the world's right now. Mark Robinson needs to take go and take Fozzie with him. They are killing our game, our DNA, our culture, and our country. Congratulations, Ireland, but still, ouch. Cheers, Dave. And um, I actually sent a tweet out. I'll read it to you, Kempe, on Saturday night. And I thought long and hard about this. And I tried to put into perspective how much this loss isn't actually just about uh, the All Blacks. It's about wider our identity as a country. And I said, I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment, but are we willing to accept tonight as a seminal moment in New Zealand history where our identity via sport and rugby has been truly dented? The reality of an All Blacks demise isn't just about sport, and I think the country is about to understand that. Because we've, we have, and this is not rightly or wrongly, but we have pitched our national identity on this All Blacks brand and this... Um, Thing that we were the best in in the world, where kids always, what would you want to be when you were a kid? All black. What did I want to be when I was a kid? All black. And rightly or wrongly, we have backed ourselves into a corner now that if they don't perform to the top of our ability, what are we as a country? Well, our pride, our national identity is dented. And I think that's been the thing that All Blacks fans have to reckon with to start this week. Yeah, and it's an evolution of, of change that's happening. And, and you're right, across the board, society in New Zealand especially, uh, the All Black brand is brand New Zealand. Wherever you see it, whether you're in you know Asian countries, American countries, European countries, if you see a black jersey with a fern on it, you it, um, it's uh, straight away know that that it's the All Blacks and that it's uh, supporting New Zealand. So I actually do I agree with you. I actually think we have our pride has taken a big hit. Um, can we recover? Is the question. Can the All Blacks recover to that that iconic status that they've always held? Mate, I th- I think they're in a they're in a 
a, a two mile race at the moment and they're they're about 600 metres out and they're just about to get left behind if they don't change I completely agree I actually think I actually think we're under a ride already like we, we're we having are. our ears scrubbed off us and we haven't responded yet the, 100% the, the, we haven't we haven't shown that we're about to pick up the bit it's not too late but the longer we sit off the bit you've watched enough horse racing so if I can be horses don't all of a sudden then just go and win a race no they, they are a group one horse but they're looking really really tired tired and they, and they look like they don't have an answer. Frank Bunce hit the nail on the head for me this morning when he said we're only concentrating on the top. And if we don't concentrate on the grassroots and, and up from there, then we're going to just slowly die a, a, a slow death. That's happening right in front of our eyes. That's what your your tweet's talking about. Yep, exactly. Uh, how about this? Speaking of racing, Morning Boys, how was that performance of Lord Ardmore at Rosehill? Look out the five diamonds in November. That must be from a go racer going, well done, yeah, Lord Ardmore was sh- uh, terrible. Uh, so terrible. <laughs> Fantastic. God, sorry. You got ass and shit out the same, out the, oh. out the same <laughs> sentence there. That was great. Long morning, boys. Uh, <laughs> happy first birthday. Have thoroughly enjoyed it listening to Izzy's and Kempi's show. Stu would have loved the show. There you go. He would have. And that's um, uh, Izzy's old neighbour. All the best for many more. Well done. And the last one, crikey, if we were going to gaze into a crystal ball three years ago and saw this headline, Ireland ranked number one in the world, AB's fifth. We would have thought it was an April Fool's joke. But, but, but seriously, did we not see it coming? Lots of people didn't, Kimby. Mate, on the show, since I've been on it, we've talked about Ireland coming down here and doing exactly what they've done. So we saw it. I think if we go back to the last World Cup in 2019, we were hoping that that would be a blip and we would be able to pick, pick it up and we would come back dominant. But we, for the first time in the history of the All Blacks, they didn't respond. See, we've been off the bit since the 1,000 metres and they're still cruising at the 600. Exactly. There you go. Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Some extra text. So good to be able to chat to just you podcasters. Thank you so much for subscribing to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast and all our SCNZ channels. We'll keep talking to you throughout the years. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.